This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. Well, the Bible is really good. Turn with me to Romans 6. Let's go uh, Romans 6 and 16. That's where we ended up on. And uh, one of the things that we're going to talk about today, and I hope it, uh, I know it's going to resonate with you because uh, 6 and 16, KGV. uh, (coughs) King James Version. One of the things that has... um, One of the things that I want you to understand about God is God is always trying to get you closer to him. And uh, and what I mean closer to him, when you receive Christ as your personal savior, you already came close. But he's trying to get something in your mind. So he's working with you. Watch this today. This is what we ended up today. I mean, last week, I believe it was. And uh, this is some good stuff because we have went down this road a little bit before. But uh, I think we got to come in at a different angle now. To, to help us understand more so what grace is and what God has done for us. We're still teaching on the lines of grace, amen, understanding what he's done. But there's one thing that I found out, and you're going to look at this today, that if you're allowed to get messed with you, it'll stop you from receiving the things that God has for you, amen. And so you're going to see that today. The enemy is always trying to get you tripped up. Now, I'm going to show you some things real quick. Amen. Got a lot of scripture. Hope I can get the half of what God has given me. If not, we'll come back at another time, right? Amen. I only feel y'all like, I ain't come back. Glory to God. Amen. I'll catch you on Periscope if I can. All right. Glory to God. Periscope, wherever we are on video. Here we go. Ready? Know ye not. Everybody ready to read? Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. See, because sometimes we read a little too fast, you know. Know you not. Now, when he says know you not, what does that mean? Oh, oh it's like Bible study, isn't it? I just did like Bible study. All right. Doesn't it mean, when he says know you not, it means this is something I need to understand. I got to get this. This isn't something I glass over. All right. So then he says to whom ye yield. Now, he's talking about me. All right. To whom I yield myself's servants to obey. His servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin. Now, he clarifies who's talking. He clarifies what he's talking about in this scripture. Whom ye yield yourselves. So I'm either, now watch this. He's saying something because he drops down the whether of sin unto death or, or, to, or of obedience unto righteousness. Now, watch that. See, because that's a bad word in the body of Christ. It's called obedience. Are you with me? Because, see, once we come under grace, some of us think that we're not supposed to obey God anymore or we're not supposed to do what he's called us to do. We think we're on the level of just do whatever you want. I'm going to show you today that's going to mess you up. Somebody say amen. Amen. So he says so obedient. Now, now watch this. I don't know if you see this like I saw it. He says you are servants are servants serve. All right. Am I right? Come on now. Servants do what? Everybody say servants. Serve. Serve. All right, now watch this. He says, whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or, or of obedience unto righteousness. I don't know if you noticed that he says you're either going to serve one or the other. Yeah. 
but you're going to serve somebody. Now watch this. If you're going to already serve somebody or something, it may as well be the right thing. None of us wants to serve that which is wrong. Hunt your neighbor say, I don't want to serve that which is wrong. All right. See, because if you serve that which is wrong, it can get you in the trouble. All right. Now, I told folk uh, on, on uh, the advanced class in the advanced class that one of the things that happens, we read something in Hebrews, Hebrews 11. Yeah. How many of you have ever read Hebrews 11? Hebrews 11 talks about the great men and women of faith. All right. Now, here's the thing. I don't know about you. How many of you went to school and found out that 11, 11 comes before 12? Come on. And 12 comes after 11. I mean, you know, 12 comes after 11, right? Right. Okay. And then after that, it's 13. But we just got to 11. So once we get to 11, right, this basic math, uh, you go right after 12. Y'all act like y'all still trying to figure that out. Come on now, y'all better stop playing with me. 11, 11 comes before 12. And 12 comes after. Come on, say it with me. 11. And. Glory to God, this is my smart class. I'm telling y'all. I mean, amen. When I was looking at it myself, I said, that's awesome. See, even though you're at home now, I'm going to say, oh, glory to God, I will show them. He said, even though you're at home and you're sinning and you're doing things you ain't supposed to do, he said, I already know you got a problem. Even though you push forward and you go to church and you put on that face and you put on that church face and you go, I'm good. <laughs> glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, because we become really astute at really saying the lingo. You know, once you come to church a while, you'll learn where to put hallelujah. Hallelujah, whether you feel it or not. Hallelujah. You throw your hands up in the right time. All you do is watch other folk. They put their hand up. I don't know what they're feeling, but it must be in the room and I'm going to get mine too. All right. Yeah, I'm just being honest. But I want you to get past. And see, so sometimes in life, what we do is keep covering up the fact that I got an issue. And so nobody's told me, how do I get rid of this issue? How do I lay this sin aside? Because it is that very sin the enemy uses to block you from getting to the grace of God. Or I don't want to say block you to get you to a place where you don't understand the full capabilities of grace. Are you with me? See, because now you think, see, the more, see, see, you're, you're, you're still focused on that sin. But if God says, if he tells you to lay it aside, that means you ought to. Now, here's another thing that's crazy about this. He, t- he says you ought to, but he says you have the power to. Yes. Amen. How many of y'all see that? He says, and let us lay aside every. Oh, so the power to lay this thing aside is there. But see, how many of you have been in church? You've dealt with something. You've been born again, but you dealt with it. You kept and you, it kept messing with you. You thought you were over it. Come on now, let's just be real. You cried about it. God, I don't want to do this thing no more. I'm just so sick of doing it. I do it every time. I'm so dumb. I don't know why I do it. You ever been at that place? You love yourself some God, but you still find yourself doing that which you know you shouldn't do. And it's been, always been that one thing. 
And you always said to yourself, if I could get over this one thing, I'll be good. Am I the only one in here that felt that? You said, if I can get over that one thing, if I can get over talking about folk all the time, I'll be all right. I'm just using that one. And you know, if I could, you know, if I could get over that woman, that woman's a problem to me. I don't know how to say no to her. Or oh, that, or oh, let me help the women. If I could get over that man, I don't know how to say no to him. And he just break me down. The next thing I know, I'm in something that I know I shouldn't be into. And the enemy will take that and use it against you. Come on, somebody. I'm going to tell you, see, you got to, well, today is really about getting you past that point. We talked about it before, but we're coming in a different way to understanding that I can get loose from that. I can get free from that so that I can worship and praise God the way that he desires. Because God doesn't want you to be walking in that thing. See, because that thing, I don't know about you, uh, uh, if you've ever missed, now a, a true believer, if he or she has ever missed the will of God, missed God, they don't feel good about it. Amen. 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 And if you're not careful, the enemy will use that very thing to try to stop you. Now, see, can I got to tell you something. See, God forgives you, but people don't. Can I get a witness? Oh, only a few people, only a few folk over here know. Now, and you say, Pastor, why would you say that? Because it's a true statement. Everybody in the body of Christ will not forgive you, even though they say that we, but they'll bring it up. How you know they, they'll bring it up the very moment you, I told you, I told you, that's okay, you are. Amen. But you cannot worry about who does not forgive me. You got to worry about the one who does. And that's God. Somebody say amen. All right. Okay. We're going to get there. Y'all ready? Write this down. Here we go. Glory to God. God is an awesome God. Amen. All right. There are certain things I want you to know before we get wholeheartedly into this is that uh, one of the things you have to understand is, therefore, uh, when we look at Romans 6 and 16, you're going to have to understand that I'm going to be influenced, dominated and ruled by whomever I yield myself to. I'm going to be influenced. And I said that at the end of last service. I want you to get it again. You'll be influenced, dominated and ruled by whoever whomever you yield yourself to, to, whether that's God or whether that's Satan, all right? <clears throat> whether that's God or whether that's Satan. There are four things. You probably already know, but let's get them. There are four things that Satan wants to take away from you. Number one, he wants to take away power. He wants to take away power. Power is the ability of God working through you. He wants to take that away. The only way that he can nullify that power is by continually messing with you to get you to fulfill what he desires for your life. That is called sin. Somebody say amen. All right. Secondly, he wants to take away your uh, your position, your position in Christ. God has given you a position. He's given you a place of where he wants you to do certain th- a position where he wants you at, what he wants you to do. He will try to take that away from you. If I can get that away from you, see, these are things that the enemy is going to steal from you if you give it. And see, you should not allow anyone to steal just anything. A lot of you are leaving doors open when you know he's trying to get in. I made it back in the day, back in the day, say back in the day, uh, in the country, uh, not in my neighborhood. Oh, that's a good illustration. for In my neighborhood. Uh, my wife grew up in a different neighborhood. The neighborhood she grew up in, 
was different, whereas they left their doors open. Now, how many of y'all ever heard of that? So they left their doors open. I mean, I could take her home. There would be a time I would take her home, and I was like, you got your key? She said, no, we don't have a key. The, the door, they left the door open. I was like, what the? <laughs> who lived down here like that? You know, who leaves the door open? Yeah, and she said, we leave the doors open, the cars open, and everything. Yeah. Keys in the car. I was like, who do that? Mm-hmm. You know, because in my neighborhood, there was a fellow. Come on, amen. And everybody knew who the fellow was. Amen. Y'all ever have a fellow in your neighborhood? And, and, and they would say, you know who that is, right? And we would go, yeah. And they said, you know that boy? I caught him in the, he's, he's out here and he's looking. So when we went in, we always locked it down. Clack, clack. Doors, click. Back then you didn't do this with the car. You went to the car. Click, click. Okay. That's for older folk. They know about that. Young folk, all they know is... There, there was a, there was a manual one back in the day. Don't lock that door. <laughs> Amen. And that, that's what it was back in the day. Y'all live good now. They never know how good you got. It. Amen. But um, we knew there was somebody out there. And see, and that's where we are in life. There is someone walking around in the back who made the vibe. So you have to understand. You have to be on your guard. So in my neighborhood and the neighborhood you're living in right now, you have to still be uh, conscious of that fact that you do have an enemy and he's not out there for your good. Somebody say amen. And he's trying to get you out of the position that God has for you. Thirdly, he wants to get you out of the purpose that God has for you. Because God had, in every last one of us that are here today, and those of you who are listening to me any other way, that God has a purpose for your life. He's designed for you to be something or someone to use you. And uh, let me put it another way. He's designed to use you for his plan and for his purpose. You are just, listen to my heart, you are not an accident. Amen. 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 You might have been an oops when you got here, but God said, I'm going to use you. Okay, somebody missed what I just said. All right. And so God said, there's a purpose for your life. And because there's a purpose for your life, see, that's why the enemy is always going to tell you, no, there's not. And see, because when you, when there is no purpose for your life, you wander aimlessly. And you feel disgruntled. And that's why a lot of people kill themselves is because they feel there's, what's the use? There's no use for my life. But there is a use. Somebody say, there is a use. And last but not least, the enemy wants to steal your possessions. He wants to steal your possessions. What are your possessions? Things that, you, that, things that you own, things that you have. He wants to steal your health. He wants to steal your job. He wants to take away not only your health, he wants to take away your wealth. If I can take these things from you, those things that were promised to you, those things that God said for you to have, I can put you in a place that will mess you up. Now, one of the things that I want you to understand, let's go back to uh, Hebrews 12. If you're there, uh, let's go back to uh, Romans 6 and 16. One of the things I want you to understand, and I want you to write these things down also, if you may, if you don't want to write them down, just get the CD. It's very important that your faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Look what he says in Romans 6 and 16. At the end of this, he says, servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience. Now, look at that. Underline that word. Write that word down. Obedience unto what? Righteousness. Write this down. Obedience to Christ is not optional. 
Did y'all hear what I just said? Obedience to Christ is not optional. It has never been an elective when it comes to the Christian walk. When it comes to the Christian walk, I can't choose to obey. I mean, to obey or disobey. I have to choose to obey. It's not, well, I will obey today, but not tomorrow. No, 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 no. Obedience to Christ is not optional. I mean, I should always be locked on obeying God. Somebody say amen. amen. Secondly, my salvation, even though it is unmerited, uh, my salvation is unmerited. Many of the promises of God that I receive are conditional. Real quick, you ever seen in the football, there's uh, uh, lines on the field. All right, you ever seen basketball, there's lines, and everybody has to play with inside these lines. You ever notice that? And see, as soon as you get outside lines, you are. Okay, see, y'all learning. Some of y'all learn about sports. All right. Inside the lines, you're okay. Hunt your neighbor say, inside the lines, I am okay. But it is when I go outside the lines where I get into trouble. So God has given me boundaries, and boundaries are within the lines. If I stay within the lines, I'm going to be all right. Now, there are certain rules that are still apply within the boundaries of the game, inside that game. So I have to abide by them because if I, now, you ever noticed this? You know, when you don't abide by the rules of the game, they throw a flag. And that's called being penalized. God never designed for you to be in that. If he told you you could get out, he said, he said, I made a way. And see, many folk can't get out because they don't know the way out. Well, we're going to get you to the way out. Somebody say, way out. That's where I'm going. So, say, write this down. Say, I do not. Oh, you just write it. I must obey the word of God. I got to get to the place. This is my number three on that obey. I must obey the word of God and not be willing to cut any corners. I must obey the word of God and not be willing to cut any corners. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, what is, when we see in this scripture, it says, whom you say, whether of sin, that little word sin, one thing I found out is that uh, uh, that word sin, a lot has been said, a lot have been, has been written about that little word sin. And a lot of times when we get into grace, we start to say, well, you know, I shouldn't be sin conscious, which is true. But then there are things that I shouldn't be just doing either. Somebody say amen. I just can't push everything under the, I can't say, okay, yeah, that God covered the grace. Yes, he did. He covered the sin. But I can't stay in sin and then think everything's going to be all right. Does that make sense to everyone? I have to understand that because sometimes when we get into this thing called grace, we start to negate our responsibilities when it comes to what God says for us to continually do. See, because we think, well, he does, it doesn't matter to God. Yeah, no, it does. That's why he told you don't uh, every begetting sin. I want you to deal with that. And, and, and you know the bad thing about it? In church, in most churches all over the world, it's filled up with many people who has had that sin. You didn't hear what I just said. They have that sin, that very thing that keeps me from a strong relationship with God. And the enemy knows that. And most people will not say nothing about it. And they'll just go along in life just saying, I'll just, 
it is what it is. And the enemy has sold them on, you're going to be, this is you. You're going to be this way all your life. But, and see, what he's doing is keeping you away from the grace of God. When you die, listen to my heart, and I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If you die, if, uh, you know, and see, if I call folk out, they'll say, he's just doing that because folk in my church. But no, no, no. If I die, any one of the folk that are in here that is not the same ethnic brand as me, we die. Let's put it like that. If we die, we die together. We put us both in the same cast, come back a little while ago. If that cast wasn't sealed real good and we all break down quicker, when we all break down the ashes, you won't know who I was. You won't know who he was. I think you put a little bit too much uh, emphasis on your color. They did this. And I got I to gotta, I gotta say this real quick and then I move on. They did this to a bunch of folk. Watch this. I, now I know why I saw it. I you know, have you ever watched something and you go, why did I watch this? They had a group of people like y'all in a room. They had a lot, a lot less than y'all, but they were a group of people. And they all brought them up and talked about their race. They were all proud. They were all like, I'm, I'm Israeli. I'm this. I'm that. And they were all proud to be who they were. And they were like, I don't deal with nobody else. I remember one guy said, I don't deal with nobody else. And German, I don't like you. And so they broke them down. They did their DNA. You saw that? They broke them down. They did their DNA. And then they said, you come up. Mr. German, come on up. Let's talk about who you really are. And then you start to see who you really are on the inside of you. And then you start to go, oh, well, ain't nobody pure, are they? <laughs> so, you know, you talk about... You got to stop basing this on your color on what you see, but you don't know what's in you. I, my last name is Miller. You know, you, you know they told me, I, and last time I checked, I'm like, ain't that great? Or snorky egg boy. Yeah, don't talk. <laughs> I don't know. I got it all wrong. Amen. But see, what I'm trying to get you into, yeah, we got problems with race in this country. Amen. We do have that. I'm not taking that away. But we're not going to make it a religion. That one race is better than the other. Why should neighbor say amen? Because that's when you get into error and you get into tripping. See, because you still got love with those, you know. <laughs> Somebody said, you don't have to love me. But, I mean, you don't have to like me, but you got to love me. That's what God talks about. All right. Uh, Let's go back to where we were. Because I see a lot of our folk, some of our folk are getting tied up in that. And you need to move away from that fast, quick, and that Because that's denying again. Now, now watch Pastor take you somewhere real quick. If you're going to live under the law, stop playing. Okay, okay. I'm go one minute with this. If you're going to live under the law, eat the whole law. If you're going to play with living under the law, eat the whole law. And then when you eat the whole law, hey, Mr. Man, who believes in the law, and the Mosaic law, and none of that, when you live under that law, do the whole law. All right? Fulfill the whole law. Now, remember, when you fulfill the whole law, or you're trying to do the law, you are now negating the grace of God, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. And that blood, what that blood has done for me. So be careful how many laws, those laws you try to keep. And then, put, oh, 
You want to keep the Sabbath. You want to talk about that? Keeping the Sabbath and holy. Okay, make sure you're not driving when you're doing that. Make sure you're not working when you're doing that. Make sure your butt is parked when you're doing that. Make sure, okay, let's go there. Make sure you're not eating, you're not cooking when you're doing that. If you want to keep the Sabbath, keep, the, keep it the way that it was supposed to be kept. Don't play this game. My neighbor, oh. Ain't no driving no car on the Sabbath. You the See, if you know what the right thing, then you're not respectful. All right, let's go back to who's going. All right, so, so then if you're going to keep the Sabbath the way that they told you about it, if you're going to keep the Sabbath the way now you're going to be right again. Something didn't come to see now that might not have affected some of you. But somebody else, you know, somebody else, something else would affect. You know, I'm just telling you there's diff- different lures for different people to try to get you to bait you in. Come on, somebody. Hey man, the enemy they ain't coming at what you don't like. He's dangling what you were you know, what you were really profound in when you were in the world. Come on, how many of y'all was really profound with some things? I ain't telling you to go back and have sin conscious, but I'm just telling you there are certain things you really, you were, you, you were good at what you did. So when you come into Christ with the, without the renewing of the mind, you are subject to go right back to that. And I'm going to show you in a few minutes that not only, let's go to Ephesians 4 and 25. See, we need to see that I am plowing, I am trying, you know. Um, see, because you need to understand, how do I get over this thing? Because this thing is keeping me from the, enjoying the full grace that God has for me. Somebody say amen. God didn't want me to get caught up and stay in this God don't sin. Somebody say amen. All right. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't trip. There will be time. There will be certain things we do that, you know, nobody's perfect, but I shouldn't be at a place where this thing has its hold on me. Somebody say, amen. Amen. I got to get free. Hunt your neighbor say, I am free. Free. If the son says he's free, you're free indeed. You got to get that. But see, many of us are not free indeed, taking full advantage of that scripture because we got hidden sin. And let's be real with you. You need to get free from it. I mean, what's the use of being in church 20 years and still have that thing bothering you? And the enemy uses it against you. Every time you get up and start to pray, you know you ain't who you say you are. I'm, you know, and then you, you get terrified that somebody's going to expose you. That one day you're going to slip and it's going to, everybody's going to know. Oh, I know I'm telling the truth. But see, nobody want to talk about that. Amen. Because folk do have issues. See, a lot of times, and I, I got two things I want to show you before I go. You know, okay, three things, because I got three minutes. <laughs> but I really did. 
uh, I really did want to show you that a lot of times you're confessing. I got to show you two things before we go. One, I got to show you, you got to replace what you're doing. Let's go to Ephesians 4 and 25. All right. Y'all getting anything? All right. And I got to show you something. The Lord showed me something about confession. He said a lot of people are confessing my word, but don't believe it. And they don't realize that believing, watch this, in order to get what your confession, confessing has to come from believing in your heart. And see, we've been religious in believing that if I just say it's going to happen. So I say, now watch this. I say by stripes I'm healed and I, I got to be healed, you know, but I didn't believe it in my heart. And I'm wondering why I didn't get it because I never believed. It's the same thing with my deliverance. I'm confessing that I'm delivered, but I really don't believe it in my heart. All right. So I'm saying, I'm going to tell you, your mouth has to line up with your heart. And not vice versa. See, what's been coming out of my mouth now, see, it's all right to keep speaking the word of God and saying the word of God, you know, because faith comes by hearing. But that doesn't negate the point that it's got to get in your heart. See, I got to say this and show you this before we go. How many of you have ever had children that you told to go to bed? And how many of you, after telling that child to go to bed, they didn't go? And it took you one, two. Now, let's be realistic. Sometimes it takes you about two, three times before they get to understand and go to bed. And see, sometimes you got to go put a little heat on just to make sure they understand what you're talking about. Now, watch this. Watch this. Now, watch this. Now, now. It take you two, three times, four times, because your child didn't believe you the first time. Now, be realistic, because if they believe you first time, they wouldn't sit down. And so you had to reinforce and see the same way. You have confessed so long because, and taught yourself not to believe you. And you missed what I just said. You have got yourself not to believe the word of God. That was deposited in you by just saying it over and over because that's why you have to confess certain things so many times. You're trying to confess so many times without believing. Did y'all just catch what I just said? See, because when you really believe, uh, believing should come out of confession. I mean, confession should come out of you believing. Look at second. Okay, I tell you what. Listen, real quick. I got to go because I'm out of time. Second uh, Corinthians 4.13. I'm going to show you this, man. You, you, you got to start saying what God's word says. Yes, but I got to start getting it in my heart. Believing what God's word said. Amen. Glory to God. Otherwise, confession just becomes religion. Amen. And we don't want to just be religious in saying what we got to say. We have the same spirit of faith. Come on, ready, read. What came first? I believe. And now what does he say? Therefore I have what? Spoken. So really the speaking that is coming out of my mouth should come from what I'm believing. Out of the Oh, you know this. Out of the my, my mouth should speak. My mouth is a barometer of what's in my heart. But we've reversed it religiously. We've made my mouth the barometer 
Watch this saying that of what I believe without really believing in my heart because and that's where we got tricked at. We thought we had it by just confessing. But I'm saying it's not just confessing. You've got to believe this so that you can confess it. Does that make sense? The first thing that has to happen is I have to believe it here. If I'm confessing it out loud, it's so that I can believe it here and it should be an overflow of what's already there. Cussing don't make you look good. And can I tell you ladies something? One thing that just just ain't good. I mean, it's worse for a man, but it just looks bad when you girls just let them ride. You know, and then we teach our little kids to kiss. And then don't stop smacking Johnny for cussing when he's mimicking you. He done took cussing. Yes, I did. Amen. You know, there are certain Well, and now I know you'll go, well, Pastor, well, what if you put another word in it? Now, now you ain't even got to do that. Just don't say nothing. Let out, let, bam, ouch. Y'all didn't catch that. <laughs> book got it. Oh, book the only one got it. Amen. It, you can say ouch. Bam. Ouch. It still works. <laughs> and then when you say ouch, somebody always go, what happened? When you say the other one, uh-oh, what, what's up? Ouch. It's okay. Somebody say, it's okay to still say ouch. See, we replace ouch with something else. Some of y'all are thinking, yeah, I did good with that one for a while. All right, watch this. But that which is good, now watch this. He says, replace it. Now, corrupt communication, he says, proceeds out of your mouth. Stop it. But that which is good. He says, now I take which is good. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are ever good report. He says, think on these things. See, the more I think on God things, the more I say, you know, like if I even got hit or something, this is what I've done. You know, if I've hit something or something, you know, when I'm working on something, I get glory to God. See the difference? It's better than ouch and better than that word you said. Amen. Glory to God. Father, I thank you. Glory to God. Healing is here. Glory to God. You see what I'm saying? Amen. And see the difference? See, I replace it with something good. Edifying. So if you're in the next room hearing it, all you hear is glory to God. God is good. See the difference? Edifying. Things that build. Edifying means build up. I'm out of time. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. That means if you hear it. If you hear it, it's ministering grace. That other thing ain't ministering grace. Amen. Hey, I'm out of time. I thank you for yours. Amen. Glory to God. The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening. And remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord.